welcome back Mark Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back Mark To that same old place that you laughed about Well the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd need ya Hey kids, it's your old pal, M.L. Elric, and thinking of old songs to start this show, it occurs to me as I'm here back in uh, Red Shovel uh, Network Studios that we probably should have done The Boys Are Back in Town because for the first time in a while, all three of us are back here. Mark Fellhauer's return from vacation, Sean has returned from... Vacation. vacation. <laughs> and and we are here. The uh, the energy is crackling. I don't know if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. You can see the hair on my head is standing straight up because of just the electricity that's in here. It's a it's a dynamic situation. It feels like anything could happen. The air is fraught with possibility. It's incredible. It's exciting. I, I'm beside myself with uh, with enthusiasm. How many people know that song? What's the cutoff age for Welcome Back, Cotter? Oh, I know it. I'm 47. Um, probably pretty close to it. Yeah, right. But only I, because I watched it when it was on the air, so um, that puts me in the 50s. Yeah, so not much younger than uh, Mark, basically, right? Yeah, you know what? Reruns, you don't really see reruns as much anymore. Because like, I remember growing up, it was, we would see Gilligan's Island. We would see um, like Green Acres, you know, all those, believe it to be, for those Brady are Bunch. always on all the time. Yeah. But now there's so much other crap on that. You know, well, you got to get the sub channels. You, you got to can cancel your cable subscription and yeah, get right. like no, there's too much TV other good sub channel four. You can still find Bewitched out there. Can you really? God, that was another one I used to watch all the time. Loved watching as a that. kid. Yeah, you're forty. Wait, you're forty seven. Forty seven. Yeah, I can't believe I'm ten years older. That is. I know. It seems like you're like thirty years older than me. I know it does. It does. <laughs> it's almost like a voice from the. Because I act like a child. <laughs> When's your birthday? A... January. January third. Yeah, mine was last week. Oh, happy birthday! Theft. I didn't know that. Wait, what's that, Mike? I said uh, uh, Mark just opened himself up to identity theft right there. you got to be careful. He gave us a date. Well, thanks for pointing it out to people. What, that you were born on January 3rd, 47 years ago? Yeah, my social security number is 586. 555-555-555. How old is Mr. Elric? I, I am the victim of identity theft. In fact, I was that's just right. talking yeah. to the FBI yesterday for a story that's going to run in the free press about how you can avoid being the victim of identity theft and Wait, i found somebody out wants this. to be you no somebody somebody likes my <laughs> credit does. score in Every, fact, everyone does yeah somebody was trying to, one guy got arrested in southgate for trying to open up a bank account in my name a different guy is facing potential criminal charges in ferndale for trying to buy a car at a used car lot in ferndale two other people or maybe these same guys tried to buy somebody tried to buy a seventy-five thousand dollar bmw in wayne in my name and when the guy called me and said i don't think this is you i said if you knew me you would know it's not me because i've never looked at this if you got a seventy five hundred dollar bmw on the lot 
Maybe I'll come see it. But, but no. has anybody tried to buy the product that makes that hair stand up straight? <laughs> that would be uh, that would be a, a fine suave treatment that uh, you can get in small little tins for for just pennies on the dollar, or pennies like on pomade. the or pennies on the dollar. As Frank Clemenson would say, who's watching us from Canada. Thanks for the wildfires, Frank. I hope you didn't have anything to do with that, man. We're gonna have to yeah, come and get some reparations. All Canadians are responsible. How long has it been since we've all been here? Not that long. Well, I mean, it feels like all summer. Not last week. Of course, we were here the week before with Peter Leonard. That was a pretty good conversation. Well, ML was gone for like four weeks this summer. He was. It has been the summer of Elric. I've been gone a little bit. Yeah. I I've been I here mean, I've virtually, gone every week, but really. I did a lot. I and this last week was an epic week for getting out and about. I went to go see Pat Benatar. I went to go see Ed the Neil Beach Geraldo, Boys. You sexist. I saw Benatar Geraldo. Yeah, that's right. You I saw one without the other. Apparently. Beach Boys, which I guess you'd have to call Love Johnston now. Based did you on see the Rod Stewart principle. too? I did not, but I saw him in, in, in Killarney, Ireland. Procol uh, Harum. I don't think they're going to play one anymore. song for fifty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a conquistador. Then they take an intermission, and they're followed oh, light, by is uh, it a lighter shade of uh, lighter shade of pale. They're fi- followed but, by Iron, is it yeah, Iron they, Butterfly? They do, but uh, Conquistador is. Is the really long one? That's a great one. It's like in a gotta well, it. Only you would name the one song that. It, I mean, they're they're like the one hit wonder band. Uh, maybe two. Well, Bananarama too. <laughs> Bananarama had a lot of hits. Did they? But uh, so uh, again, we're we're way ahead on this one. But when you mentioned in a gotta I was thinking of Manhunter. Manhunter. And that great scene yep. where Tom Noonan comes through the wall uh, right in the middle of it. That was fantastic. So what's better, Manhunter or Silence of the Lambs? Well, that's so, no. It, Manhunter, William Peterson brings you to live and die in L.A. And last week I challenged your listeners to send us your favorite new wave theme song from a movie Wang Chung did to live and die in L.A. Probably the only reason you ever have to say, let's listen to some Wang Chung tonight. Great movie, though. But fantastic movie. Oh, that but so yeah. I want to renew that challenge to people. So get those suggestions into mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. But saw a lot of people listen to the podcast at these shows and some guys at the, at the ball game last night, Cubs Tigers. And I just want to say thank you for saying hello. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. And to everybody who bought our merchandise, the uh, store is closed now, but the sale went well enough that we will probably be flogging some more quality wares closer to the holidays. So thank you for supporting the show. Those uh, orders are now in production, and they should be hitting your doorstep early in September. It takes about two to three weeks to ship, so, so you should be getting those soon. But thank you very much for everybody who supported the shows in the many ways that you can do that, donating, listening, sharing it talking it up all that good stuff so so thanks and mark where where did you go on your vacation i was gonna say i'm glad i'm glad there's gonna be another store run because i didn't get my order in because i was unplugged uh way up in the up i'd never been to the upper peninsula grew up in michigan my whole life lived here my whole life never mm-hmm. crossed the bridge never crossed you're from the bridge. columbus i was born in columbus so okay moved born? here when i was like six months old by the way what is it with the with the ohio state flags in, a, in the neighborhood we record I, I saw a few oh of them really on the way in yeah flying out Proudly in front of the Colonials or whatever. Yeah, well, they're everywhere. You know, they're proud. They're pumped up. You're kind of a Buckeye, a closet I was, Buckeye. I was born a Buckeye fan, grew up a Buckeye fan, because my parents are, or my dad especially, was an Ohio State fan, but went to Michigan. What are you going to do? It's crazy. It happens. Made, made him pay my tuition. Well, that's a, that's a tax on the good people from... Uh that's a, oh, hey. No, but because I went to the UP, I totally unplugged, and then when I 
got to my email, I'm like, oh, shit, August 16th was the date, and I totally spaced out and forgot. So I'm glad there's going to be another run. We will, we will help you uh, stock your wardrobe next time the store opens. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that stuff because this is a little different than what we had before, a little different uh, material, a little different design, so pretty, pretty groovy stuff. So, you know, shame on you for missing it, but, but we will, once again, make, give you an opportunity to, to make things right with the Lord. Um, you? No, not me. I'm just, oh, okay. I'm just a demigod, not, not, the, not the big guy. That's Jim Harbaugh, of course. He's a semi-god? He's the Lord. Somebody tried to bring him into a line recently, which is interesting. So we didn't get to go a show with a outman. I know. I, you know. Oh, God. So thin-skinned. So thin, it used to be, so be Kilpatrick, but now it's Harbaugh. I would love to hear your take on it, ML. On the Harbaugh thing? Yeah. I don't know enough to say whether it's a just outcome. Oh, okay. The, the four games, I mean, I think we talked about before where I thought maybe that's extreme considering what happens to SEC coaches when they do stuff. I still, when I look back at all these disciplinary things, I still can't believe that Jim Tressel had to leave Ohio State for handing out some gold pants tokens. I mean, the, the, mm, the crime yeah, and punishment. A lot, lot more than that, my man. Right, but I mean, crime and punishment in the NCAA is completely and utterly different. Penn State almost goes on the death penalty after take down the statue of uh, Joe Paterno. Nothing happens to Michigan after Dr. Anderson and the statue of Bo Schembechler is still there and his name's still on a hall. I mean, in the last 20 years, do you remember when the NCAA put the death penalty on SMU for some stuff they did? Now they can barely get you to, uh, you know, admit you did something wrong. It, it's, there's no law. There's no order in college football anymore. The conferences are breaking up. SMU it's, set the standard, by the way. I mean, my crazy. goodness. Well, the NCAA thinks they're their own legal entity, which is kind of what happened with Harbaugh here. You know, you have the infractions committee meeting with Michigan and coming together kind of like a plea deal to have four games, and the judge higher up said, no, that's not enough. We're throwing this out. Wait a second. Why were you making a face when Mike was talking about uh, Dr. Anderson and Shemekko uh, Stadium or statue still being well, up? No, I, I don't like the comparison to the whole paternal thing personally. But No, but why? Because I don't think – I think Sandusky was incredibly close to Paterno. And yeah, his defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, but after there had been some allegations and after he had retired, he still allowed him to use the facilities – Nonstop, where the acts were committed, and I just I think it's a little. I'm, I see. I don't want to go down this lane because then people will claim that I'm protecting Michigan. But they they fucked up with Dr. Anderson, but I don't like the comparison whatsoever. Not to mention that it didn't come to light for years afterwards. Right. Well, I, so I, just, then, I think they're vastly different. Yeah, and then people are going to come at me and say, "Oh, you want to talk about Anderson, but you don't want to talk about NASA." We're not trying to. Th this isn't about. This isn't about. But too much of it is. But, well, my point in bringing up Anderson is not because he's a Michigan guy, but because 20 years ago, the NCAA really cracked down on people. Now they're just like, we were afraid to bring punishments because they, they lost, I think, a big lawsuit where they, it was proven or it was established in well, court because, that. Because here's the thing they don't have the power to do what they just thought they say. had the power to do. So yes. they're afraid to do anything because they don't want to see their power eroded even more by another adverse the NCAA. Ruling has no power except to take money that's really what they, they have, do is they're pass through now they create uh, tv deals for everything but college football now yeah no I mean, that's really i mean without men's basketball what is the ncaa it's nothing they just create tournaments for everybody yeah but the new playoff system for football is not run by the ncaa it's run by the conferences well and it's not run by the conferences anymore because some of those conferences that we're going to run them don't exist anymore 
There's not a Power 5 anymore. There's not a Pac-12. No, there's mean, a Power 2, period. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the way it's going to be. So, I, you know, we, we, can, we can get into the whole college sports discussion a little later if you want. But I just, it just, I'm so sick of all this crap and how we're all in a rush to turn college football into a business. And it's been a business for years. It I has. understand and you people guys People like you are that, screaming but. that it's going to ruin the game. Is the game really that much worse now? Yeah, I think it is. Really? Be- yeah, because you used to know who was on your team, and now they change every single year, and why somebody's with you is not the reason why they used to be with you. But how does it's conference all- expansion, have, how has that changed that? It's just another offshoot of how the game has become corrupted. The reason why they're expanding is strictly for money, and the reason why they want more money is because they want to pay the coaches, and they want to build facilities, and they want to pay the athletes. It's not because they want to expand the university's reach. It's not because they want to raise more money to help support the university. Well, these, these athletic departments have become independent, and I don't even want to say subsidiaries of the universities because it feels like the universities have become subsidiaries of the athletic departments. In fact, I think the you're, only you're, way the universities can get money from the athletic departments is to charge them for using their brand. You're right and you're wrong. But look at the athletic... <laughs> well, that covers it, right? Look at your <laughs> athletic department. Those are the two options. Think of the athletic department as a marketing arm, right? I mean, that, that's what most people know about universities is what their athletics are. You're right. It 100% is about money, and TV is running everything right now. The expansion west is so you can add that extra time slot where a game can kick off at 1030 to get another 8, 10, 12 million viewers to make more money. It's an arms race right now because they know this model of you know, amateurism or nonprofit because they're technically nonprofits isn't going to last. Uh, so so uh, let me back uh, up. Uh, it's, you disagree both with you, that? Both of you are wrong. No, that- it's not. It, we just say we say that. It, look, and sometimes in this society or any society anywhere, yes, money is the end goal. That's not what's happening here, though. What's happening? It's a lot more nuanced than that. And frankly, oh. it's about survival from the. That's uh, what I mean. It's an arms race of money. No, but it's not. It's not money. It's are. Is anybody going to watch the sport? That's what's happening. Are people going to go and pay and buy tickets, and are they going to turn on the TVs and watch the sport? Yeah, well, that's why you. we got conference but realignment. That's, what, but that's, that's what's happening. Sean. They want to put, put games on the air to make that money. people will watch. Make money. If Thank they you. don't watch, there's no sport. If make they're money. not selling tickets, then what do we have? UCLA has 30,000 empty seats every, mm-hmm. every, every Saturday, right? You know what I mean? That, that college football ratings have been down. That's what's happening. It's just yeah. about survival of but. a business because it is a business. There are no stockholders that's here. That's it. There's you just said it. It's a business. Right. That's, that's but what's there's wrong no with there's no stockholders it. here. Yes, there are. No, they're not. It's not that the there's... universities are the stockholders. No, no, I understand, but this money isn't going to some people anymore. that have nothing to do with college football. They're just getting rich. And the coaches' salaries largely come from the donors of the schools. The way it's all funded, so much of this is funded. It's so... It's just... the ru- Not the rules, but it's just... There it's a no mess. Sean, there are no rules. Sean, when you have... This isn't corporate America, when you except a, for television, that is. When you have a massive university like, say, Oregon and Washington going, oh my God, we will take a third of a share. Or you have SMU saying to the ACC, we don't want any money for five years. Can we please join your conference? It is about money. What are those schools doing with the, that money, though, what, in their athletic what? departments? Well, they're hiring associate athletic directors. They're building new facilities. Where do you think the scholarship they, money and all that for all those other sports comes from, right? Oh, no. 
I that, I was talking to ML off the air about that. Because his argument is that these poor non-revenue sports, you know, that's going to cost so much more for travel. But you're bringing in so much more money. They don't to exist sustain. without football and sometimes exactly. basketball. They don't exactly. So you're bringing more money into the pot to pay for that stuff. Now, if they this is this is the joke of it. They pretend that they care about student athletes. They don't uh, care about student athletes. Well, no, of course they don't. But if you really want to get deep, they don't care that it, somebody they, from Maryland is going to have to travel to play softball against Washington. But what's it for? You're we're sitting there talking about some kind of purity, but really you just want to go up and tailgate and watch a game. It's for money, right? To keep the. But whole you're not going to have a game moving. to go watch if people are interested on the television. People will That's always watch true. Michigan. People will always watch Ohio State. People How do you watch. think that these programs? You think these programs can operate without television revenue? No, That's of course they can't. That's my point. Yes, exactly. It's, it's money. Yes, they can. Yeah, they if can they operate do... at a 10,000-seat stadium. No, they can do what you and I and Mark do, which is we say, boy, I'd like to have everything I see, but I only have this much money in the bank, so I'm going to have to make some choices, and I'm going to have to decide I'm not going to go out and turn tricks so I can get something that I really want. So what about the other I'm sports? I'm going to have to scale back. Well, you're talking about going back to an era where there were hardly any sports on the campus, or if they were, they were club sports. There certainly weren't scholarship sports. Well, they're cutting back on these sports. They're not expanding them, and now they well, they have another no, reason no, to see, cut back on them because oh, we can't send the crew team out to Oregon now, now, because now you're talking about something different because that's we have a very myopic view of say Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. We forget about the Centrals, who did cut a lot of sports. Because well, yeah, Eastern Michigan State cut swimming and diving. Yeah, because of, because of the facilities to some degree, but Eastern. Oh, but we have all Eastern, this money now from the new conference. We can build a new facility. Eastern That's plays where your football. Falls apart. Should Eastern Michigan University have a football team? I mean, seriously, they pull monies out of the general fund. I, yeah, I. They're, and they're not the only ones. I'm not picking on Eastern. I love Eastern. I went to school at Eastern. No, the, the smaller schools are the one that it's. Are, they pull money get, out of their general gonna, funds. They're going to get boned by it, right? They're going to have two different levels. So this is this is where the question is: What role does athletic? God, this is an that's the question. No, we did not want to go down the road. But, but <laughs> take a look at Adrian. <laughs> Mike, that's the question. Take a look at Adrian College. Adrian College is one of the few small private liberal arts universities in the country that's growing. And the reason it's growing is because they're creating a sport for every student there who wants to play. If you want to play Quidditch, you can play Quidditch. If you want to play Cornhole, you can be on the on the Adrian Cornhole team because they understand that athletics and what it means to kids and what it means to people for socialization and for meeting people and for having a full and complete life is really important. And that kids will go to Adrian because they want to continue their athletic career. But they're not they, getting full rides, are they? No, they're not. But see, That's there's the a university that said athletics plays an important role. It's now part a key part of their identity. The problem is the big universities, the Michigan, the Michigan State, at some point said athletics is going to bring in a lot of money and it's going to help us grow. Yeah, both, and that's what both, we want to do. Both can be because true, eighty thousand people right. want to come watch, and that, well, I mean, that's the thing. That's the difference, right? I let you talk, but but they've lost sight of that because now all they see is the money. And I, I want to go back to something Mark said, and I have to concede the point because I think it's absolutely unassailable that when your university athletic program is doing well, you bring in a lot of money for other shit too. When Michigan State had its capital campaign to raise a billion dollars and D'Antonio was kicking everybody's ass, they hit their goal early. I've got a buddy, Raj, who just follows the SEC like nobody's business. 
he talks about how much money has come to Clemson and Alabama to the university from alumni and donors who are so proud to be there that they're plowing tons of money into the university and kids who are now going there because they want to be part of a winner. So I do concede that success on the playing field can help the overall institution. But I'd like to see all this extra TV money that's coming in go back to the university's general fund because, you know, and, and time will tell, and I'm, I hope that I'm wrong. I pray that I'm wrong. But five or ten years from now, if you look at the, the budgets for these non-revenue sports, the only reason I believe they're going to be larger is because of the travel costs, not because they're putting more money into those programs. And that's a shame. Yeah, but you pay for the travel cost with the more money. It's a nasty right, cycle. But, but, I mean, but you can support the sport and not spend as much on travel and just compete within your region. But, mean, what, but, but what are we talking about with the university and, and, and its mission? That you, Mark's talking about the front door. Michigan's a great example. You, the reason that 40% of the student body there is from the East Coast is because they're good in football. Yeah, Seriously. A, no, you're right. That, because kids, on, kids on the East Coast yeah. uh, who want to go to a really good school but also but want to get out of the Northeast because college football doesn't matter up there. Now, so they come to Michigan. I, I dated a super cool I, I woman. I think it's a little antiquated, but in the 70s from the and East 80s, Coast, no doubt. Who went to Michigan, and she doesn't give a shit about sports. In fact, she had a subscription to the New York Times, and when I would open it up and go to the sports pages, she's like, the New York Times has sport pages, <laughs> and they sucked. But she went there because it's a great university. I mean, and Spartans like is. me, you know, we have to acknowledge Michigan is one of the preeminent academic institutions in the United States. I have another friend whose daughter was offered a scholarship to Princeton and to Michigan for engineering, and she picked Michigan because Michigan has a higher-rated engineering department than Princeton. It's a great school. That's why a lot of people from the East Coast go there. Yeah, there's some knuckleheads who go there for the athletics, but it's Michigan's academic reputation and the network of alumni that attract people there. Not necessarily because... I'm going by what no, people at the, the University of yeah, Michigan the numbers, say. Well, they lie what? about shit. That's why Harbaugh got suspended because he's a lying piece of no, shit. No, it has nothing you're, you're to do with that. those two. No, I'm just num- trying to bring it full circle so we can get back Mark's to Pat Benatar. Is, the numbers Mark's, bear it out. The numbers do bear Pat it out. Pat Benatar came from the East Coast to Michigan because of the football. Sh- no, she no. was at... But the numbers do, when a team is better, they get more applications. Of course they do. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that, but I don't think... Well, because you have two antidotes that don't. I read a story about what's happened in Alabama in the the last 15 years. It's unreal. Not only that, a lot more out-of-state students, which universities love because they can get more tuition. And to that point, it almost makes Nick Saban worth every... Single. Oh, but he's probably underpaid if you're thinking about the out-of-state tuition that comes in. Here's and the yet, other how reason. Much, how much do um, do the players? That's why I love the University of Texas because they don't give a shit. They cap it. They cap how many people are going to come out of the state because they're one of the, what the third, second most populous state in the country. They got this really good public institution there, and they're like, no, we're not going to give half of our slots to the rest of the country. Well, when we get all these have, kids in Houston, Dallas, Texas, or because they have the luxury of four major uh, areas, though. I mean, four major metro areas. But they cap it. Right, I, I mean, but they, a lot of states don't have that advantage. Well, the biggest problem the colleges have is that the out-of-state students pay twice what the kids from within the yeah, state do. So yeah. they don't want to have all in-state kids because w- when I was sitting on alumni board at Michigan State, they were talking about kids from overseas pay four times right. what an no, in-state kid does. For sure. and, and they said one, our, the dean of our college said one of the things we wrestle with uh, as administrators is 
Boy, we love getting $4 for every $1, but we can't turn into this school full of foreign students because then we lose who we are. So we want that, that big dollar, but we, we have to find the right blend. But, but let me just tell you something else about why a lot of kids are going to Alabama. This is, this is probably not true about why out-of-state kids are going to Michigan. But one of the reasons why a lot of kids from out of state are going to Alabama is their academics and their reputation blows. So they are offering massive scholarships to kids from Michigan because they know they're smart and they're going to do four years of college and they're going to bring up the standards at Alabama. So some of the 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 uh, diaspora or influx, depending on which end of the pipeline you're on, to the SEC schools is they want these Midwestern kids and kids from other parts of the country where you can read books in the library and you can talk about whether you got a, a doodly or a not a doodly and you can use whatever shitter you want to use because they bring up the quality of the university. And so they're offering them a lot of scholarship money to go down there. And kids from up here are really happy to go someplace warmer because they're sick of these broke-ass winners that we have. Their numbers started to spike when Nick Saban won his first national No, there's no question about that. I'm just saying this just, is another just, element like that's Wendy's bringing people down no, there. No, for sure, but it starts with the marketing, and the marketing is the football, and that that's where it always starts. And basketball, but mainly football. And bas- right, and sometimes basketball, yeah, but that's where it always A starts. A lot of these kids from the Midwest would not go there without the money, no matter how good No, for sure, is. but you're not even thinking about it unless they're, they're winning the football. I mean, that's what gets it in your mind is, oh, wow. Yes. You hear Alabama yeah. all the time because they're winning yeah. titles. It's it, just it's great. It's fun. It's warm. They're giving me money. I don't think Michigan has that lure. Nobody says, "Oh, uh, Michigan is warm." They go there, and the football team's been bad, and enrollment at Michigan keeps going up as it does at Michigan State because people want to go to these universities because they're high quality universities. Their academic reputation yeah. attracts as many kids, I think, as their yeah. athletic. Uh, and I don't think the SEC teams can claim that. Oh, athletic, economically? Yeah. No, the Big Ten is a better. Well, no, it's a dip, it's a, dip, a, a different demographic you're yeah. you're, pull, you're pulling from, and that's but. What, but are you more likely to look at say Michigan, Michigan State over I don't know Indiana or Illinois? Well, no, they're looking uh, at Michigan, and, like Mike said, they're looking at Michigan and Princeton or Michigan and Boston University or whatever. Oh, sure. And deciding, well, Michigan's a lot more fun on Saturdays in the fall than Boston University is. Uh, some, some, some kids like to be yeah, part of something uh, really big. Let me tell you something about Boston they, University. They Boston's a lot more fun six days of the week than Ann Arbor is. But that's, well, no, I understand, but that's not what you're thinking. You're, you're, you're not town. thinking about all wrong. the nuance and, uh, and the layers of, a, of an urban area that everything has to offer, like Boston. You're not thinking about that when you're 19 or 18. You, if, you you, like college, if you like college hockey, you are, because they're... They're the only team better than Michigan right now. Oh, the king of the exception to the rule. I know. I don't. I don't well, get because it. Because there's not one size fits all, and of you guys course. want. Oh, it's just a business. No, it's not just. A, it is a business, but it should be more than that. But we're talking well, about you what go, it is. Go root for Adrian. Um, exactly. Quidditch, then I'm not saying I like it either. I mean, you can make an argument. There's some Quidditch, folks. But... There's some folks that are go Bulldogs. Think, I will root for Adrian. Look, right. we could see a scenario 20 years from now where where football's just removed. It's going to be just, yeah, it, that, you know, that's kind of, I think there's a lot of smart people that see that writing on the wall. Right. And so, hey, we better get this $90 million um, conference share instead of uh, $10 million. And then the kids that row and play lacrosse and everything else and the field hockey, they're going to, they're going to be on, right? It'll yeah. go back to being a club sport, which maybe it should have been all along. I mean, if you really no, want to go deep and no. think about it, right? It never should have been. If, if you have. If you have the smarts to go to one of these universities and you're gifted athletically, you should have an opportunity 
to get a break on your tuition. Athletics, you know, but what, at the what, expense of people that are playing the most violent game in our society. I mean, they make that choice, well, and that should be yeah, the. You know, know what? When I no, coached, but they're the ones floating it. That you're you're building it on their backs. You want to get really deep about this? What's the makeup of a football team? What's the percentage of black and white? What is the percentage of white and black? Whereas all the Olympic sports, basically, we've had black kids supporting suburban white kids for thirty fucking years in our college system. We have. Not, That's the reality of it. I don't disagree with that. That I, is the reality. So of here's it. the difference. There's, there's so, there's here's so the many calls we... for civil rights and stuff. I'm really it's shocked. unbelievable. I've always been shocked no. that people don't look. It's at It's completely unfair. Go, hey, but why aren't these kids getting paid? Exactly. Here's the difference in our core philosophies. You think these kids should be given a chance to go and get beat up and make money in college? I think they should be given a chance to go and begin a career and and get a degree and start a life that doesn't have anything to do with getting your ass beat because guess what of the 110 kids on each of these rosters one or two of them are going to make a career doing this the reason why we want to bring people to campus on a scholarship academic athletic whatever is to give them an opportunity to build a life and a career. Completely agree. And I think the and just need to but do your it justification is okay. Well, we, we've got seventy-five black kids are willing to get the shit beat out of them and make some money, and that's why we should have an athletic. No, department. we should do it more equitably. That's we should pull it out of the general fund. We should figure out ways to pass out scholarships in a in, in a different way. That's all I'm saying. I completely agree with you on the concept of yeah, a lot of kids deserve a chance and need a chance. But why not for different reasons, right? Just You know, when I coached, I would tell the parents, we're here to teach kids about life through sports. What you're talking about is the exact opposite, which is to teach people that sports is life. And if you get in the arena and you're willing to get your neck broke, we'll put some money in your pocket. That's not what I'm That's saying. Wrong. I'm, I'm not saying it at all. I'm wrong. saying what the system... By the way, my teams didn't win a lot of games. The way the system evolved... <laughs> I'm, I'm talking aside, about the reality and how the system evolved yeah. and that we need to change it. That's what I'm saying. Yes, that's right. We agree. We need to change it. You're just like, no, let's just roll over and take some more money. And you're talking about more eyeballs. Michigan State has games on Peacock now. That's not more eyeballs. That doesn't help Michigan State. But they're... They're and trying. that's because of the conference alignment. No, they're trying. It's not. They're trying to find eyeballs and keep this eyeballs that they've oh, had. I, 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 oh, yeah, look, sure. I, eyeballs. The ratings have down. I know, but eyeballs equal money. We know that. No, for sure. But what do you have? You, if you if you don't have college football on television, what do you have? You scale back. That's what you don't understand. This is not like when you feed a goldfish, right. it just keeps getting bigger. That's all what you want to do is get a bigger tank. No, what you say is, this is what we need to do what we should do. Where does the money come from? Where does the real, besides from the donations to the universities, the coaches' salaries, where does the real money come from? People make fun of the phrase Walmart in the use In, in uh, the athletic department? Walmart Wolverine, right? In the Let's, athletic department? Which is a total class. Me. It's classist to say that. Oh, whatever. No one cares. Those are the people that make the money. It's the same in Alabama. The majority of the people that watch that team, that advertisers want to pay for, are not alums. Yeah. They're not. Of course. College no. football you, is supported to... by people that did not go to the, largely by people that did not go to the university. When you have 8 million people watching a game. Yeah, of course Exactly. Not. And look, when that look, disappears, I'll put it this then way. what do we have? When Ohio State plays. Then we have sports being what they should be. I don't, I don't disagree with that. When Ohio but, State plays at UCLA at 1030 at night. On a Saturday in that fourth time slot, I'm not an alumni. I'm not necessarily a fan of either team, but I love the sport. What's the watching. ratio of alumni to college football fans watching that game? 
No. Alumni? A lot of no. people who went to Ohio State, who graduated from Ohio State versus all the other fans watching that night. Nine, what, you think 90% are alumni? No, I think 90% aren't I, alumni. I think 10% is even really high. It I might be. one percent It, it, it might be. about a million people and in that's, the audience. And that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what props up college football. And that's what this is about. They're trying to get people to watch. And it's not necessarily alums. Before we're, they had TV, people loved Notre Dame because they were Catholic and they were Irish. Before they had TV, people loved Michigan Agricultural College because they were from Michigan, because they were for, they were farmers, or because they knew somebody who went there. There were reasons that people supported college football long before we pimped everybody out and turned into some big marketing miasma. Welcome to America. Well, guess what? Not everything in America is perfect, and I think everyone can agree on that. We just disagree oh, on what's I, not perfect. I'm about trying to make things better, not just saying, like, well, I guess if everything sucks, let me just go steal some stuff and start a fire because there's no rules. Nobody here is talking about anarchy. The term student-athlete came out of the fact because they didn't want to pay these kids. That's where it comes from. I mean, it's always been a racket to make sure kids don't get money because it's always been about the money. So that's a deep dive, and I don't know what <laughs> sorry, you're talking yeah. about. And what do you mean? Think, what do you mean you don't know what he's talking about? Well, no, the, the, the origin of the term student-athlete, it feels like Branding. that's worth a full discussion, but I think we already... You know, like, it, no, 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 it's branding. It's like George Carlin's line about going from shell shock to post-traumatic stress disorder. We're trying to we're trying to sanitize it. You know, We say it's student-athletes, so we're saying, oh, it's really about the school and what they're learning in society. But no, Mark's point is... That's just a way to say, oh, we don't have to pay them because they're really a student. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's where that came from. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know where it originated, but I do know there are a lot of kids goes back to who play these sports because they want to be in East Lansing. They want to be in Ann Arbor. They want to get an education there. They want to go where their friends went. They want to go where their parents went. They want to go someplace they grew up. They want to go someplace that they watched on TV and want to be a part of. But I still think one of the big draws to playing for these schools and these teams is emotional and it's aspirational. And now we're pumping the finances into it and we don't, please. God, don't drag us down this rabbit hole again. <laughs> but they are very, every scholarship athlete is given something of tremendous value, both real money and opportunity cost, which is a hard to quantify thing. You guys don't think that's enough. That's fine. We disagree on that. They're getting all the money they want. Here's the problem with college sports. When businesses combine, there's the SEC, which means Securities and Exchange commission not the southern whatever it is southeastern conference and somebody can say this merger is bad for competition this merger is bad for business this merger is bad for america so we're going to make sure apple and microsoft don't combine because then when they do they're going to charge everybody a billion dollars for a computer that's bad too there is nobody looking at this conference alignment saying this is not in the best interest of the students, the universities, the fans, or America. Well, it is in one That's sense. A, oh, it is in one shit. sense. If it's, it's, <laughs> They think it's college football survival. It's also not a company. College it's not, and there are no stake, and there are no shareholders. to survive no matter as, what happens. No, as it is right now in terms of a television and sport. And it could thrive. That's what they're talking about. In 1955, a uh, Fort Lewis A&M lineman had his skull shattered during a football game. Family sued over it, and the NCAA said they're not entitled to any compensation because they are a student athlete. Claim was denied. 
everybody has jumped on that term since. It was all because yeah, they didn't want to pay money. That's it's a, always that's been about a, money. Well, so so Mike we, just now tried we have the to, origin, and I would suggest if his head was as hard as yours, he would have been fine. Oh my God! So what did Mike just do there? He hit. He tried to hit us with his best shot, which did not work. Which reminds money us, started floating into the. Which 30s. reminds no, us, I, I said I didn't want to get into the etymology of student didn't athlete, but Mark Pat did Benatar it very quickly, concert? which no, I thought was great. I'm not used to that happening on this show. That's a nice segue though, because you went to a Pat Benatar concert, and you're stuck in the past with music too, just like you are with these kind of arguments with football, college football, and college sports. But tell us about that, huh? <laughs> let me let me tell you. Let me <laughs> what tell you what some college segue. football students said in Ann Arbor to some guys. Oh, you better run. You better hide. And two guys didn't run. And Do you think you'll ever go see an act that's uh, current? Again. Yeah, I, I Wait, just went to go like? see the Sisters of Mercy. They're from the 80s. Yeah, well, who is the most current act you've seen? Uh, St. Motel. Whenever St. Okay. Motel's in town, right. I try and go see St. Motel. All right. I love St. Motel. I would love to see Cage Taylor, the Elephant. Taylor Swift. Did you see Taylor Swift? it seems like Cage the Elephant never tours. At least I they know. don't tour around here. And they're fantastic. I would yeah. love to go see those Although guys. Although I feel like every song is a, a cliche. Did you, you go to the, did you go to the Pink concert last week or two weeks ago? No, but Pat Benatar was touring with Pink for a while. That's as close oh, as was Neil Giraldo? <laughs> you do not like Neil. Neil Giraldo can shred. That's an old man with an saying, axe in his hand. I'm not saying he can't. I just think it's always funny that you can't say Pat Benatar without Neil Giraldo. You know, if I was Pat Benatar's first husband, I'd be like, "How about you just say Giraldo?" Because he supported her career mm-hmm. and. They divorced just as she was really starting to take off. Now she's supporting and she met Geraldo's Neil Geraldo, and they became. But he, she, she's still using the Benatar name. I'm, I know this guy feels to me if if Don Canham was his uncle, he would have got a licensing deal out. Pat of Pat Benatar, or Joan Jett. Pat Benatar every day, every day. Okay. Pat Benatar, or Chrissy I mean, Hine. I mean, Joan Jett. Don't forget about the Runaways. I mean, that's He's, groundbreaking. Yeah, it was. Uh, they, they were, but when you look, so when I was at the show, I was looking up. Uh, um, and for people who think you know, oh, you're a bad husband, I took Teresa to that show. Why would people just? Th- no one says I, that. What, what you you, you have that this? much of opinion of yourself? Oh, people must stop for people who think <laughs> I'm a bad husband. Teresa always, like always tells me that. You're the fucking president of the United States. Teresa always tells me that. But I skipped hockey to go to Pat Benatar. What a hero. So uh, that's that's a real sacrifice. For my fans that think I'm a bad husband, that might think I'm a bad husband. <laughs> so uh, so I was watching um, the show, and, you know, she gets into a couple of tunes. And I'm like, mm. So I looked her up on Wikipedia. She has way more hits than, than I could even remember. And, you know, she had the second song played on MTV right after... Um, Right the, after uh, uh, radio, Ruggles. radio, radio yeah. killed the uh, radio, radio killed the yeah mm-hmm. video killed video the radio. Radio. so Pat Benatar, Chrissy Hine then oh I, I, I to me it's, it stops at Chrissy Hine she's the best yeah love her love her love I the like voice. Chrissy Hine I like the best pretenders female voice but in rock there are more tunes I would rather listen to and sing by Pat Benatar than Chrissy Hine hmm. so you're going for quantity not necessarily quality okay no no I said more <laughs> more that I it's like all, it's all about eyeballs so it's about yeah. quality and quantity. It's, all it's about like the if somebody says, hey, I got the best beer in the world. Would you like a four-pack or a six-pack? What are you going to get? You're gonna uh, get if it's Pat Benatar, probably a, you know, a single. No, because you'd, have the, Geraldo, you'd, you'd sing- have the Geraldo beer. You can get single cans in the stores now, right? So Equally good beers. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's like, I'll take a case of Bud Light. That's fine. Yeah, no, I would take some. And I won't even send in for the rebate because I just want to. I, I had a new experience over the I weekend. Pay as much taxes as possible. 
I happened to be at a, a, a graduation party and somebody brought a beer out and you, and, and they, you had to roll it on its side. What is this beer? Have you ever heard of this thing? You take the can and you kind of roll it a few times back and forth. What? Almost like you're rolling out Play-Doh with your palm. It probably is some Why? sort of heavy gravity beer that has some sediment in it or something. Yeah, and I was getting made fun of because I'd never seen it, didn't know how to do it. So I thought, okay, this is all the, this is what or the hipsters Maybe you just party with some pretentious dicks. I don't know. It's kind of beer is that I, I can't not, not remember highly carbonated apparently i can't remember the name of it i'm uh, sure someone wasn't messing with you jim schaefer knew the name of it huh is, is he pretentious i'm not gonna answer that <laughs> he's got a he's got a french bulldog so it kind of puts him what does in, that mean he's in the danger zone there speaking spe- speaking of which can i can i ask you a question I mean, the guy that just said not to paint everybody the same. I know he does that it's all the time. Rule. So at that time, terrible, I said he's under suspicion. What a, what a I didn't see husbands, and it's a marker. It's a, it's a. At that same party, there were a bunch of people, uh, house guests, ten to twelve, that were staying with us for the last three, four days, five days, whatever it is, and they make their own travel plans. Where they stay in the bunkhouse, and they don't think about it. Should you think about it? Should you book a? Uh, departure when you're at somebody's house for 6 a.m. and uh, without saying, oh, I'm going to need a ride to the airport at 4 in the morning. Wait, what? Or should they you do the on same you? To, uh, on the arrival and say, hey, my flight's getting in at 1130 at night or whatever? So what, this what, is, what's the code there? What's the code well, there? I tell you, we've gotten to the portion of the show where Sean craps on all his guests who bought an ah. air, airline ticket to come visit him. So... No, 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 I no. Glad I'm, I missed that party. No, but what's the code there, Mark? Well, if your flight's that early or that late, you should be, I'm, I don't know, a better guest and maybe just have Uber come pick you up. Yeah, and Sean lives in Ann Arbor. They're flying in a metro airport. It's not like you're going to spend $1,000. No, no, but I had a couple people say, hey, I'm going to take the Ann Arbor Flyer. There you go. And so I just took them to the d- downtown Ann Arbor. Yeah, well, you still let What, Uber doesn't go there? No, I still had to get up at four in the morning. Yeah, yeah it did kind of. I, I mean, it, uh, but you know me; I don't ever want anybody to do anything for me. So I would have just, yeah. No, I was just curious what the code was. Should you should you uh, talk yeah, about the people look. on the end of the travel plans? Because Mike had an interesting story before. It's we a little more polite today. than just expecting something from someone. It was a bus story. Yeah, well, tell us about it, Mike. No, I, I want to get into all these people who who canceled their weekend plans and spend a lot of money to come celebrate with your family who are now somehow yeah, imposing on you. Stay I mean, with me and let them let me geez. cook for them for four straight days. Yeah, that's awful. That's that's uh, how it works. Okay. Yeah, yeah, come eat at my house and tell me how bad that is for what a wonderful days. host. What do you say at Christmas? Hey fat guy, get off the roof. I need to get it reshingled. Your big ass so, bumped some bricks out of my chimney. I gotta get it tuck pointed now. Thanks for the bike though. No, I think. Hey, come uh, on. So, tell us about your story with the kids in the bus. I'm a bad husband. <laughs> uh, I want apparently a terrible father as well. I want to hear it. <laughs> no, uh, no. To your point, though, Sean, if you're <laughs> going to roll into my town at 4:30 in the morning and I'm hosting a bunch of people, you probably should make some arrangements yeah. to get there on your own. Seriously, rude. though, I mean, rude. it's like, yeah, we'll be there at 4:30 in the morning. I know you got to set up for this big party, so. Um, uh, uh, can you come get us? And I know you have a lot of other people there, so you'll probably just pick us up on one of your runs to the airport. 
Yeah, that's that's not really cool. No, no, no. It was all good. Everybody pitched in. And <laughs> Sounds like it for the for the for four straight Everybody days. That was awesome. In. I was just talking about the trap. No, the after you just complained about it. No, no, no. That's good. No, yeah, the, cousin the, asshole. No, and then, the uh, dishes making grocery store know, runs. Uncle Goober who came in there at two in the morning on a bike. All that kind of stuff. You're walking no. this back. Now. No, it was great. We had a lot of help. A lot of help. People pitched in. I'm just talking about the travel arrangements in general. When you're They're going rolling to see somebody, beers on tables and you, shit. Who are these people? Should you make it? Yes, you should be a good guest. Mike was complaining about sending his kids on a bus. And no, no. Oh. <laughs> so so my kids took a lengthy bus trip. It was four or five hours to another town. Yeah, that's real lengthy. And they got there at, well, it's, you know, I mean, it's not I like they, got, say it's not like they woke trip. up at four in the morning to take the Ann Arbor Flyer to go buy some Zingerman's bagels or whatever it is. Wow, four four, four or five hours on a bus, that's almost like flying, I don't know what, from uh, Michigan to, to go play U- USC in yeah. the other side of the bay. The travel's just terrible nowadays. Yeah, well, you tell that the kids on the Quidditch team. So finish the bus. bus oh, they, so. they just got there and it's like, well, it's too late. We're not going to come pick them up. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Everybody knew when they were leaving. Everybody knew when they're going to get there. It was going to take. Uh, it's going to take a long time, and you know, you're in a big city bus station. Be nice if someone they knew was there to pick them up or tell us come at a different time. I think that's that's where you coordinate. Did, that's, Uber there? did you ask ahead of time if it would be okay before you booked the ticket? That's Let's the question. Just say it was our understanding they would be okay, and when a similar scheme had been uh, enacted, we reciprocated by picking people up at times. Oh, I see. Now. Scheme. So it's scheme. That's an interesting <laughs> choice. <laughs> Let's just say, how about agenda? Is that better? Uh, itinerary. Itinerary is the word I was looking yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, itinerary is neutral. I- itinerary is it's the neutral. one I was looking that's for. That's there. That's neutral. But uh, but I never went on a radio show to bitch about him until Sean dragged me into this. But <laughs> but unlike you know. You know, unlike uh, unlike Sean, I'm not gonna say bad. I was great. I'm glad they. Were I'm not bitching about it. I'm glad I cooked at him and they. No, I'm they not rolled all my beers it. on a table and. I'm gonna send him a bill. Yeah, and Sean's like, you know, and then the other, the worst part is they left the gate open and a couple of our stud ponies ran out and then they were running all over Washtenaw County, inseminating of uh, uh, what? Foals Where are you going? <laughs> well, Sean is a palatial estate out there. I, I mean, it's like Yellowstone. I live in a two-bedroom oh, no. cinder block house no, on a I, dirt road. I forget. In Ann Arbor, it's called Maze Stone. A dirt road. A, I live on a dirt road in a cinder block house. I've been there. You've got one of those it's things. Two, it's a two-bedroom house. What are you talking about? You've got one of those things like William Randolph Hearst had where you walk under it and it's got vines Zandu? growing on it. No, a pergola? Oh, per- a pergola, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes it a palace. Having a wood some rotted wood for a pergola. Yeah, and then he's got his workshop out there, and he obviously, his palatial estate bunks a dozen guests, and he's trying to say, I live in a phone booth next to the Ann Arbor Flyer, and the phone's ringing all the time, and I gotta answer it. Yeah, we did. We had 12 people sleeping one night, and uh, all but three of them were on couches. No, all but four of them were on couches, and their mattresses on the floor. So let's roll this back. It's like a dorm. Sean expects people to get up in the middle of the night to fly to Ann Arbor. He makes them sleep on a card table. He gives them like some dried out ribs and some beer that you actually have to perform a feat on before you can drink it. And he's bitching about them? That's who we got here? That's who we were so eager to reunite with here in this studio? This is outrageous. This is, this, this cannot stand. Um, this cannot stand. And oddly enough, they all can't wait to come back. They want another reason to come back. This was a grad party for my son, but they, they're like, okay, uh, come up with another another reason uh, so we can all come back because they all want to do it again. So who knows? Well, when do you get to go visit them? I go visit people all the time. Okay. 
Well, next time you go visit those people, make, sure, make sure you need to ride at 2 a.m. He gets there at noon, they drop him off on the curb, and he brings a pizza. <laughs> no, I just get a rental car. I'm old And some white exactly. claw. Take care of yourself. Oh. Yeah, I get a rental car. Yeah. yeah. You're self-sufficient. You know, when, when some of these people were sleeping in, because they obviously got up early to fly there, Sean started smashing the uh, headlights out of their car, and yelled, this is what happens when you come to Sean's house early in the morning, Larry. This is what happens, <laughs> Larry, when you, when you come to a stranger's house early in the morning. What's he say? This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Larry. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Because he, he tried to brace Larry and he wouldn't admit to stealing. What did he steal? Uh, the dude's um, car? Or, <laughs> or a bag out of the car or oh, something. Oh, right, right. He had all the, the ransom money for uh, for Bunny Lebowski in the back of the, uh, was that a Torino? Or what the hell was, uh, what was the dude driving? I don't know. But all I know is that Mark wants to wants to read well, over no, we do need Oh, shit. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We got it, off to a flying you know, star. We haven't been around yeah. each other in a while. Why, why are we losing sponsors? Uh, because we just remembered to mention that Luke Nowacki, who's the only business that sponsors all the shows on the Red Shovel Network, supports us here, as do the Bricklayers and uh, the Cadre Cafe. But let us tell you a little bit about how Luke can you know, set you up in a position where not only can you afford a private flight to Ann Arbor, but you can probably get a hotel room and not bother Sean <laughs> until he's ready to feed Well, you. you won't need things from people if you're financially secure, and that's what Luke wants you to be. He wants you to be financially secure. Uh, when you retire, he wants you to be financially secure so you don't have to rely on people driving you uh, to the I'm bus ha- station I'm happy at to help. four in the morning. I'm happy to help. By the way, Rick wanted to know if the Continental Breakfast was optional. <laughs> yeah, Rick, 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 I made Grand Marnie and French toast and eggs Benedict for what? everybody, for 16 people. Really? Yeah. I did. did you make it to go? No, I mean, I, I, and I walked the plate and with silverware. Oh, thank, and, wow. thank goodness we're not delaying the sponsor reads anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into fancy things no, like Sean, but, but I can do that money. because of the uh, folks like I Luke, mean, right? You invest what? your money. <laughs> yeah, that's. Somebody got a, a small box of corn pops from Sean. Which, the milk went bad because I had to get dressed at the airport. I couldn't. I couldn't make it by the co-op to buy some of that uh, that milk that came from the breasts of of. Yeah. Okay. Free, Luke Nowacki. Free range. Uh, free range. Cow. Luke Nowacki. Luke Nowacki. He wants you to make money off your money. So if you want to figure out if you're on target to meet your, meet your goals, call Luke Nowacki. 248-663-4748. He's a financial advisor. He'll give you a free consultation. You got you just can't have your money sitting in the bank, right? You can't just spend your money. You gotta have some set aside. Give Luke a call. Because when you call Luke, he'll pick your ass up at the airport without any complaints. <laughs> because you know why? He makes it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Bonaic Wealth. Sync member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Bonaic Wealth. Sync is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent. Bonaic Wealth. And if, and if you need to make money, uh, there's a couple people hiring out there. It's the Bricklayers and Allied Craft Workers, Local 2 Michigan. They're looking for hardworking men and women all throughout the state of Michigan. Whether you have experience in the, any, any of the t- trowel trades... There's an option for you. And if you don't have any experience, there's an option for you. If you have zero prior experience, there's free training opportunities with job placement. Starts at just over $26 an hour plus benefits you can earn while you learn as a registered apprentice. 
If you're one of those experienced tradesmen or woman in building new or even restoring old masonry, installing tile, marble, terrazzo, caulking, or finishing concrete, you can make anywhere between $26 and just over $37 plus benefits like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, two pensions, an annuity, year-round free training, workshop certifications with the possibility of more. The bricklayers want you. Visit bricklayers.org, learn more about what Local 2 has to offer, and take the next step in building your future today. You could probably even fix up that broke-ass place where Sean's been bunking people. It sounds like it's terrible from what he said. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Is him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? You know, I, I grew up in Gross Point. I didn't even know what a pergola was, but... Uh, it's did you did you understand? Kind of he, did, did he just say I grew up in Gross Point? I don't want to part uh, of this. Yeah, I think he was trying to steal your line before he could use it. Yeah, I saw Sean. No, I, I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't gonna say anything. I wouldn't. I saw anything. him in the crouch. But yeah, no, I like. <laughs> I grabbed the starters. By the pistol. way, by the way, uh -oh, both uh -oh, you guys were, were. By the way, no, 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 both you guys were invited to that party, but Mark wasn't feeling well, and Mike forgot. But that's my fault because I. When did you invite me? I a few weeks ago. I owed him a reminder. You expect me to remember anything? No, I, that's over my over two it's, days it's, old. It's my fault. Yeah, I'm grateful because well, you're right. I, yeah, I was in the ER while. I was no, there. you would have enjoyed some a lot of good barbecue and a lot of other food. Jeez, imagine how much you would have been bitching if he had to pick me up in my house just across from Gross Point. I would have happily picked pick, And I actually like going to the airport to get people. I like planes and all that. So what? Oh yeah, that's what I. That's what just we understood. Just not at four in the morning. <laughs> I've never heard anybody utter the phrase. I like going to the airport to pick up people. I do. Why? Yeah, prostitutes just, say just that. Not a four, just not a four in the morning. Drug mules say that. I think, you're just to, I think you're just trying to cover for the fact that you did not want to drive those people at four in the morning. No, I did not. Not a four. Exactly. I did, though. I did, but yeah. I know, but you didn't want to, and that's fine. No. So, my, my geek Nobody of the week. would want to. Not on their vacation, especially, yeah. Yes, ML. Geek of the week. My geek of the week Carry is on. Michigan State for claiming that the reason why they are selling beer at Spartan Stadium is because they want to enhance the fan experience. <laughs> they want to make money. That's why they're doing it. They want to make money. Hey, because, can I ask you a question about that? And by the way, uh, if you're going to do that, please install some more crappers before you do that because you cannot sell more beer and not install more bathrooms and enhance the fan experience. You will, in fact, be deteriorating the fan experience because there's a lot of us who are standing in line who aren't drinking beers all day. So, Oh, you want a, a non-alcoholic bathroom? No, no. I just want more facilities. If you're going to give people more reason huh. to use them, you should you know, provide you know more facilities. Get, you know how you get more facilities? <laughs> By making more money. You know how you get more money? Bigger TV contracts. You know how you get bigger TV contracts? A fourth uh, slate of television. Yeah, people have to watch the games. What? What's they want to watch good see, games. See, so you're a winner in all this conference expansion. You, yep. And I can't wait till we drop the. Uh, you want privacy, the by the way. Team, so we can put a couple of portables. Are you good with a, tr a, a like a what do you call it? A trench? Not trough. A trench. Trough. Are you good with that, or do you want privacy? I like to have a little barrier there. I like to have a little partition, if uh, possible. But we have troughs. We have, make it do you work. Have a shy bladder if you have to pull out in front of in front of a bunch of people. Do you guys remember the old Michigan Stadium wall? It wasn't even a trough, really. It was just a wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then a... you're staring at somebody across from you. Well, I remember going somewhere wall. where it was <laughs> a circle. That? It was like, uh, I don't remember where it was. I, it seems to me it was in Wrigley Field back in the 70s, but there, or maybe Tiger Stadium, but there was there were some bathrooms where there was, it was like a fountain. It was like a circle, and you're taking a leak, and somebody's staring at you while you're taking a leak. You're like, 
I mean, it was very efficient. You didn't the wall care, but we uh, we're more uptight. It's funny because we're so much more uh, loose and under, you know, accepting in a lot of ways in society. But it's when it comes to nudity in public, we're much more like when you went to school. Were there public showers in the public schools after PE? Uh, we had we had sh- I mean, I didn't go to public school, but we had showers. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you had to shower. Yeah, yeah, with a bunch of other kids, right? And you didn't uh, think twice about it, did you? No, uh-uh. we got swimsuits at my high school. They had a, a these ancient black swimsuits. Everybody had to wear. I mean, it was everybody's doing everything together. And you undressed in front of, but you did, but I, that didn't happen now. No, well, hell. Um- um, I, I've not been naked bun- with a bunch of high school kids in a while. No, but no, but when my kids went through high school, yeah, they, the, everything has changed. The rules. Well, there used changed. to be like a, a bathroom. A public- they don't even go to the bathroom. They'd wait till they get home. Really? Yeah. If it's number two. Really? It used to be you would just well, sit next to somebody to keep with Geek no of the partitions. Week short, but Sorry. Uh- <laughs> no, I do want to. Can I ask you one question oh, yes, about please. the Michigan State thing? Because I, I admit I haven't read up enough on it. So they're selling booze for what four games? Yeah, I don't think they're going to sell it for Michigan. And no, they are selling it for Michigan. Oh, they are. Yeah, uh, yeah. because remember we were all warned about that game. Who are they? Uh, it's a bunch of chicken shits. But uh, is it Washington? They're not selling it for. I thought, well, or is it how, the first two uh, games? Right, let me ask not? you this. Well, I know they can't do it for the first two games because oh, they wouldn't well, get the liquor right. license in time. Are there only six home games? Uh, there might be. They go on okay. a big road trip, but we, you know we have one of the toughest schedules in the damn country and how'd you find that out by the way huge where'd you hear about that um well college football's a business they so somebody it. covered it hmm. was it the wonder why press? they're covering it because hmm. it gets eyeballs yeah oh well huh. and why did they cover that's it because they, cause they got eyeballs because eyeballs is about money right you no, keep yeah. saying it's eyeballs eyeballs and oh, money because there's, the an o- because there's an audience out there oh hmm. dude <laughs> I was going to these games when the Big Ten had 10 teams, okay? Dude. And there were a lot of people sitting around me. It was not an empty stadium. That's, I'm just telling yeah, but you, you. You have this. And, and when I was a and kid. And all the games were at noon. And when I was a kid, I would go to games in the big house <laughs> when they were one, only on CBS once a week. Say. And it was full. Yeah, and only one team was allowed to be on television ever. I'm just telling you, these stadiums have filled up. Long before the TV not about networks, the st- not about the stadium, ruled everything. No, but Sean's argument is these stadiums would be empty if the games weren't on TV, and that's oh, just they would still. No, I'm saying the true. rest of the athletic uh. department would be empty. Yeah. No, no, that's they had these same sports back then that no, they had. They added a lot of them. So that's our geek of the week. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Room 7609 is brought to you by the Cadu Cafe. If you love great music, that's why you're here in Room 7609. If you love great music and great food and great pastimes like feather bowling, you go to the Cadu Cafe on Cadu Road in Detroit, the pride of the east side. This week, Wednesday, karaoke. Thursday and Friday, Super Crunch, the Grateful Dead tribute is going to be playing. Mm. Saturday, Big Lime, the Vig Arcadia, Blaine Lewis Band, Forge the Sun. Sunday, David Winans with uh, 
Mars Radio, Natasha Owens, Planet D, None or Nanit, depends if you've been to France or not. Blues Monday, which is also Muscle Madness. Blues Monday. All you can eat muscles. Uh, and here's the big thing you need to get ready for. August 31st, Muscle Beach Music Festival starts. Mm. That's a great annual event at the Cadu Cafe. To find out about all the great stuff going on at the Cadu Cafe, you can go to cadjucafe.com. And there'll be a link to their website on our website, which is mlsoulofdetroit.com. So last week while Mark was away, who I think really likes Britpop, Love we decided Britpop. we were going to yeah. end this summer with a look at a big musical movement that happened right after New Wave that's kind of had a resurgence this summer. And so we played a little blur last week. Today we're going to play a band that was fronted by Damon Albarn's girlfriend, mm. the lead singer of Elastica. And some of the people from Elastica are from one of the great Britpop bands, Suede. We'll be getting into them a little bit later. But first, here is the first single from Elastica, a cool little tune called Stutter. After New Wave, but when I listen to Stutter, it almost feels like pre-New Wave because it has a kind of punk energy, you know? It's driving, it's frenetic, it's, you know, it's uh, it's pretty... See, that's what I know as alternative rock. Well, uh, maybe nice, they were nice voice. ahead of alternative rock, you know, They're as Britpop. Because right? I think a Britpop, I, I think a Britpop is more poppy than alternative, you know? Yeah. I mean, it more... That's fair. Mm -hmm. More... Uh, you know, toe melodic? tapping, head bobbing. Yes, more melodic. I think that's fair to say. 
but the um, the song that I learned about Elastica from was Connection, which mm. made a bigger mark in the U.S. than Stutter did. And did you ever did you listen to Connection very much, Mark? Oh yeah, no, I have that out. I have the CD. I still have the CD on a CD rack that I still have that is just collecting dust. So, did any part of Connection remind you of a video game? Hmm. I don't know. What do you mean? That always reminded me of that game um, where you play, there's a wizard, and then there's a troll, and there's an ogre, and you're you're all fighting all these demons together, and it'd be like, wizard's health is getting low. Is that low. Pac-Man? No, it was like Lair of Den. Is that Quidditch? Like that. It was... <laughs> It was a multiplayer video game in the arcade, but that sound. <laughs> I that have they a drop vague recollection there, of that. Yeah, is yeah. that what that's from? No, but oh. I, whenever I would listen to that song, I would think of, oh, I got to put another quarter into the machine because I think uh, my barbarian's health is getting low. And you'd go into rooms and you could fight a bunch of things and you could pick up health units and all. But anyways, that's that's we're way off track from uh, Elastica, but. Um, Oh, here we go. Are you talking about this part of the boom part? Let me see. Not yet. This actually feels like one of those 8-bit recordings that people do now. Oh, it kicks in. Yes, that's it. But Elastica, great band. Did not last very long, uh, unfortunately. But uh, but part of our, our Britpop summer here on... Love it. 7609, and uh, we will be playing some suede. We may play some Oasis. We have a couple bands that we well, talked not. about. Um, you know, you're not an Oasis fan? What? No. Really? No. Uh, uh, why? I don't know. Oh, I love them. I'm stunned by this. Uh, why don't you like beats? Huh? Why don't you like beats? What do you mean? There's beats. You I like don't think beats? you know enough, my man. You like beats? <laughs> what don't you like? Brussels sprouts? You probably like Brussels sprouts. Love them all. If they're fried. Love them all. Yeah. Actually, they have a, a, a wonderful Brussels sprout appetizer what? at the Cadu Cafe. Oh, nice, nice. So easily derailed. That you could go with Paranashi with a bowl of mussels. <laughs> I will take your word for it. So that's Room 7609. I mean, not necessarily, but whatever. If, if you would like to suggest a Britpop band before we're done with the summer, please send it to ML. Yes, so please, oh, I would, because I would not, so I'm banking on YouTube. You don't like any Britpop? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to listen to Marvin Gaye for once. In he's, the basement. he's still you expand your horizons. He's still a little grumpy from having to get up and run that shuttle <laughs> to the airport uh, right before he made this this gourmet breakfast, and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the feedback? That, that's that's what so, we're uh, so please get us get us your suggestions and 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 get cracking. Start looking for your favorite new wave tune that was a theme song of a movie because we'd love to get into those. There's some great stuff out there, so please. And now we want to thank our donors. Of course, Bryant uh, is a uh, a regular donor. We really appreciate that. Frank helped us out with uh, a donation and a comment. He says, oh, Sean, 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 please bring up the subject about money and college athletes. When Mark returns, oh, Mark has more than once mentioned the waterfall at the Michigan Athletic Department. Is all that decorative water necessary? So Frank uh, sends us no. some some dough. Of course and not. But they have thoughts. to spend the money. And we also uh, received a generous donation from Michael, 
who has uh, some uh, some information for us that we're going to get to in the feedback. And Michael made his donation using the Venmo tab that you will see at our website, which is mlsoulofdetroit.com. You will now see a tab that says PayPal and one that says Venmo. And when you hit the Venmo one, the donation will come up and say Daisy House LLC. That's us. It's a long story. I would tell it to you, but we didn't even get to my Trump column, so we'll do that another time. But please, uh, test it. Test it. And, you know, one thing people haven't really tested is if there's, like, a limit on how much you can donate there. (laughs) So there are always higher mountains to be climbed. There are always horizons to be explored. So maybe that's something someone will want to dive into. But we have lots of feedback we want to get to before we get out of here. Because I think Sean said, ah, we'll do 10 minutes a segment and we'll be done. And we had like a dozen segments, but somehow we... Just this one long this one. one's going to be quick. Get to any of them. So, uh, so, Sean, do you have any feedback, sir? Oh, you're starting with me. We want to start with the best. No, I have a... Uh, well, I think you already did it. But Mark's busy, so... I know you don't mean that. I have a couple of them here, but I think one is context for the other. So, uh, that just from my lame-ass brain. Thank you. This is from uh, David, and it's David. entitled... MSU rose-colored glasses. There should be a question mark there, but uh, you know, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, last week David claimed uh, impishly that I was somehow fixated with injustice and unfairness and the world not working the way it should be. And You didn't see the tunnel incident the right way, he thought. I think that's the way to say it. Agreed. Right? Okay. Thank you for proving my point, ML, and sincere thanks to Sean for the defensive comments. You're my player of the week. I guess he's referring to me that I'm the player of the week. I've never been anybody's player of the week, but I'll take it. Again, I do appreciate your ability to view most subject, most subjects objectively. I would say few subjects, but that's okay. And I agree with you on most college sports nice takes. Nice editing his feedback, yeah. by the way. And I agree with you on most college week. sports takes. <laughs> I believe there's way too much money in college sports and that paying athletes athletes is not the answer, I don't have a solution since it's not my job to create one. Money plays too big a role in college football and basketball. The tradition of the game is adversely affected. Yes. I'm, I'm not sure about which traditions yet, uh, unless the bands disappear, and I don't know about it. But I don't think the pot, the product on the field is any worse for the wear. Thank you, David. But I do believe the talent gap is growing. Yeah, between Adrian College and Michigan, that's true. Sincerely appreciate most and that's in parentheses, of your opinions. Dave, full disclosure, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm a CMU grad. Well, Dave, I hope to see you on September 1st at our tailgate in East Lansing. Send me an email, I'll get you an invite. We'd love to have some Chippewas come join us. Thank you, Dave. What do you have, Mark? Oh, what do I have? No, Sean's uh, in charge. No. <laughs> Are you going to edit this Interesting turn too? of events, sir. No, you should always finish the show. You should all finish the show. Uh, we keep, have more feedback. Is we not done yet? Keep up the good work. I like the podcast because I listen to it in one day driving around town. Another more popular Red Shovel Network show requires a drive to northern Michigan just to get through one episode. Yeah, those shows can be quite long, but enjoyable. Uh, let's see. Oh, he has, he has was a Was that list. an editorial comment? That was an editorial comment. I know, and I ragged you for it, and then I did it. Um, there's a list of what he wants more of and less of. More interviews with people writing about the news and the behind-the-scenes story encourages me to continue my Freep subscription. Good man. Which was part of the plan today that we didn't get to. Uh, room 7609 songs that are not too dark. Well, I mean. Stutter was very I mean, the um, Author of books with a Detroit connection I learned about and purchased books from Mort Krim, Mickey Stevenson because of your show. They were good reads. And uh, most Mickey importantly. Mickey Stevenson was the Motown guy. He was awesome. He was great, yeah. And most importantly, stories from Sean. 
That's number one on my more list. Uh, less arguing and more civil discourse when it comes to college sports. We should have read this at the top of the yeah, show. Yeah, we should have. Sorry about that. Uh, if I want uninformed arguing, I would listen to Sports Talk Radio. And then um, less Geek of the Week, maybe Chump of the Month. Chump of the Month. Thanks, I'd agree Mike. with that, too. Keep those That's the sound of me taking coming. it into consideration. Oh, oh he's, joking. he's joking. He's joking. He's joking. He knows I'm joking. So Connor writes to us. And Thank you, says, Connor. This might make you laugh. Here's a great drop for when ML talks about college athletics. Thanks to Kevin Costner's character on Maze Stone. I am the opposite of progress. I'm the wall that it bashes against, and I will not be the one who breaks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm with you, Kev. P.S. Is ML betting on states over under season win total? It's 5.5. What do you think? Over or under? Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be over, believe it or not. Last year, I think they were at six or seven. I thought, that's the easiest money. In fact, I should put the house on that. Holy crap, am I glad I didn't do that. But, uh, of course, if we had a different coach, those players would have played. So I guess we would have made it. But, anyways, that's a different subject. I do think they can win more than five and a half. But I, I, until you know who your quarterback is, it's hard to know what's going to happen. But, who is going to be the quarterback? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Really? I mean... I don't think Noah Kim has all these options to transfer somewhere, but I do think Kaiten Hauser does. So the fact that he hasn't hit the bricks tells that's me that not... he's a pretty strong candidate. Oh, maybe. But that's not why you choose a quarterback. What? These guys are making decisions on who's going to start based on who's going to leave. You I choose mean, a quarterback based on who's going to help you win games. You should. But if you got a guy who can help you win games for four years instead of a guy who can help you win them for one year, that's what happened with Thorne. I think Thorne, no matter who they pick, would have been a better option for him this year than... Of course. I think there was more to it than that, though. And now he's the starter at Auburn. He was I just know. Main starter. I know. Congratulations to Peyton Thorne. I, I don't have much regard for that Hugh Freeze guy, but if Peyton Thorne <laughs> wants to show people that he's got what <laughs> no. it takes to play at the next level, competing in the SEC... That's the showcase you want to be a part of. So I wish him the best. But, uh, but yeah, I think they're going to win more than five and a half. I think they're going to be better than people think because based on the reporting in the Detroit Free Press, our offensive line is much better. I can't see our defensive backs being any worse. I think our linebacking core is going to be pretty good. Look, they have, a, they have a good defensive line and a good offensive line. They'll win more than five and a half games. Yeah. And Period. I, Full stop. No matter who, no matter where. I know there's no talent at wide receiver or quarterback. It's people like, no, I'm just saying people being yeah. a little facetious, right, but people right. love to say that. Good offensive line, really good defensive line. So we're back to college football. Okay. Sorry. Good. We're, we're actually no. Thanks for the feedback, though. It's my weakness. That's the business portion of our show. I think they can all make a lot of money this year. Um, finally, John says, "Thank goodness, thank great you." Great pod, y'all, <laughs> been killing it. Thumbs up. Great pod, y'all been killing it. So, oh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, John. That's very kind. Uh, we appreciate your feedback. Please rate the show. Please share the show. And, um, you know, if you want to donate, we really, we really dig that, too. But most of all, we thank you for listening. It's great to have everybody back here. Uh, we were going to talk about some of the problems that I see in the prosecution of the Michigan Republican electors who were charged with multiple felonies by Michigan Attorney, Dana Gen- uh, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Uh, we can talk about that next week. If you're interested, please let us know. But I will have a link to that column on our website, it basically talks about how some of these folks think they were hoodwinked into signing that elector's form, 
And in a nutshell, I think that's kind of where Dana Nessel has a problem. She yep. charged every single one of them as yep. if they were equally culpable when clearly there were some people who are like, I don't know what happened. Now, whether they and, knew and what happened And then or people not, wonder why they feel like it's political. Well, well, here's the other thing. I, I think some of it's just yeah. not knowing what you're doing. Because here's the other thing. Whether these people really did know what they were doing or not, when you have 16 defendants in a courtroom, a jury's mind is going to explode. That case is going to take decades to prosecute. So you need to shrink the pool of defendants down to the worst actors. And when you're going after people, it's really good to have some witnesses. It's really good to have some people who say, I was misled. It's really good to have some people who kind of turn on the people you think are really responsible. And the only way you get that is by not charging all 16 of them. Now, I know the thought could be... Get someone to flip. Yeah, yeah, we charge them, and once they're charged, they realize we're serious, and then they'll cooperate because now they're in severe jeopardy. But truly, most of those deals are cut before it gets to that point. And I'll tell you from talking to some of the defense attorneys, there are people who I think would have been happy to play ball who are now, I am really mad at you, and... I am going to be a problem. Hmm. So so this is a complicated case, and it's a part of what's alleged to be a national conspiracy. And when you think about how important Michigan is, we like to think it's important because we live here. But there were only two slates of allegedly fake electors. Well, they were fake electors. They weren't certified. They didn't do the process that were used on January 6th to try and stop the transition of power. So Michigan was at the center of this conspiracy that you're reading about all over the country. The case in Georgia involves Michigan. The case in Washington that Jack Smith is bringing involves Michigan. We are in the eye of the hurricane, and it's, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty fascinating thing. If I do say so myself, so we'll have a link mm-hmm. to that story on our website. Sean? Thank you. That was, that was interesting. Jerk. Okay. Uh, no, so- <laughs> no, no. I'm being sincere. I was actually, yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was just thinking about, it. yeah, that was great. Thank you, Mike. So, keeping to our theme of opposites today, what's happening with uh, Carlson Shaw? I <laughs> would. I'm not recording this week, so he's going to have some fabulous. That guest. is interesting. Great I am. Fact. I'm on vacation, so there we go. But I came Still? in for you. Yeah, it's a two week vacation. I haven't done that in years. I was just and thinking, I shouldn't even have to fucking justify that, by the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> no one wanted you do. I was just thinking about that with Sean. I actually offered to pick him up to bring him to the podcast one time. And I was going to make him breakfast, but I think it was more of a lunch date. And he said no. He said no. I said probably no thank you. Yeah, but that's okay. He said, Can you be here at 4.30 in the morning? I said, no, I can't. No. <laughs> no. I said, I'm too busy with Cyrus. Oh, is that, are you the one holding Cyrus up? Would you please release the gentleman so we can ask him to take us out? Cyrus? I thought Sean was going to do it. Oh, yes, sir. Cyrus, Can take us out. That? Can you dig it? <laughs> Can you dig it? Welcome back. Welcome back. Mark. We always could spot a friend. Welcome back. Mark. And I smile when I think how you must have been.